Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Happy Thursday. Thursday? No, I mean, I tried to put a weird accent on Tuesday, but then I just made it sound like Thursday. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown, mm, mm, and this mm, mm. <laughs> So, somebody's a homeowner. I'm in the club. Ooh, you in the club? <laughs> I have so many keys, I don't know what to do with them. I don't know what they all go to. <laughs> How does it feel? It feels really expensive. <laughs> just laid out my entire savings account <laughs> for the for the closing costs um it feels really good you know we had a really special day today I I wasn't expecting this but I don't know if I mentioned when we when we went to the open house we realized that there was an older couple there and they were retiring and they were um older um african-american couple had lived there for 40 years and I became really like sort of obsessed with them and I really wanted, I just thought it was amazing to, that they would, I guess, choose us to give us the house because I know they had a lot of different offers and I know that their, like their real estate agent really liked us and, you know, being newlyweds and everything like that. Um, And you can, and we were walking around the house during like the open house and inspection and stuff and you can get little clues about people and like what kind of life they have like the fridge full of all their grandkids' drawings and the room full of the guy, the, the dad's um, um, veteran medals. You know, he was in the wow. army. And you, I don't know, just you get this really good, like a good family lived here for a long time and had a good life. But yeah. I, I never thought we would meet them. But we, we, you know, the closing was today. We pulled up to their house and they were there. And they, they took us through the entire house. And their names are Ed and Rosemary. Yeah, they showed us how everything worked, and Ed is like, I mean, we were there for like a good two hours, and Enrique, my husband, he was, you know, asking Ed how to do the fireplace, and I mean, that they knew that house inside and out, and they of took course. such good care of it, but you could, like, I could, I was talking to, to Rosemary a lot, and you could just tell that she was really excited for their, you know, they're, they're actually really young, like, they look amazing for being, I think they're in their mid-60s, they're retired, they're moving to mm-hmm. Delaware, okay. um, they look, they're just, like, goals, you know, they're, they're retiring at a good age, they still have a lot of years ahead of them, mm-hmm. but you could tell that she really felt still emotionally attached, and um, it was, it was really sweet of them to actually say goodbye to the house, and to give us, and kind of, like, pass the baton in a way. I love it! It was really, it was really sweet, and and I was just really grateful for that experience because I didn't know what to expect. I thought we were just going to walk through and test the doorknobs and run the faucets and stuff, but we ended up really having a nice, 
um, a nice time with them and they were like so here's that neighbor and don't worry about her she's fine but like that neighbor's kind of noisy and they were you know giving us the lay of the neighborhood mm-hmm. um yeah it was really sweet i love that and the passing of the keys at the because we basically had the walk through then we went to the attorney's office to actually sign the most paper i've ever seen in my entire life okay um just document page after page after page after page um of closing documents but they were there at the table with us and you know ed handed me the keys across the table and it was it was cool i love that yeah but it was expansive yes (laughs) Ah, you would you know it's so crazy. It's like when you said um I'm, I'm in the club. I remember when um literally the day I got married, all of these married women text me and they were like, "Welcome to the club." I'm like, "Is that what is this what y'all do?" Misery loves company. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Oh no, honestly, yeah, that's all. I mean, it, it's crazy because you know we we finally closed on our house. Uh, I don't know a few weeks ago, and but I don't feel like we have a house because we're not in it because you know we're doing renovations. Yeah, right. So, you know, it just feels surreal. Every once in a while, I'm like, Superman, we have a house. It, yeah, I well, we went there, we went back to the house after the closing, and I and it still felt like it was in Ed and Rosemary's house. Yes. I was like, <laughs> let's go home. This feels weird. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it hasn't hit me yet. And, uh, yeah. It's still like, I guess you have, like, your things in there, and, like, yeah. I But for us, it's going to be a while, because, honestly, we have probably months of, um, of renovations and stuff. Uh, when you buy an older home, I don't do. Do you know what year your house was built? Nineteen forty-seven. Do you know what they gifted us? This was amazing. I forgot when we got to the closing. They they hand me this packet. It has the original blueprints for our house, like the beautiful, that. the dark, like the real blueprint. Like they don't even make these anymore from nineteen forty-seven when it was first built. And they said that you know you're the only the fourth owner, and we wanted to give you these, and it was it was beautiful. Yeah, did you get them framed? I, yeah, I don't. I don't know that we're going to get the originals framed. I want to keep those safe, but we're okay. probably going to get. I've I've did a little bit of research, and there's um like art, um shops or even Staples will do a copy of it, like a good replica, and then we can get that framed, and then keep the other one in like a safety deposit box or something. Because that's that's like, that's a special thing. I, I it was very generous of them to give us that. No, I love that. I said that. I was like, I would love to get the blueprints for us. I, I'm actually going to go to City Hall and see if they have, like, you know, copies of the blueprints. Because I'd love to see, like, you know, what what the, I guess, original owner had in mind. Because um, our house was built in 1920. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so even, so, you know, I was looking for a contractor and a designer and a friend of mine connected me with her two friends and the wife is a designer and the husband is a contractor and project manager and they were they've just been so awesome they're actually like our new like couple friend this is like our first joint couple friend you know like i mean i'm my best friend drina and her significant other like we're we're all cool but we were cool before we got married you know right and so this is, but this is like what, like a couple friend we made together and we're like, oh my God, we're so obsessed with them. It's like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like Superman. And like, so Rihanna is a woman. Um, she, uh, I think she's from Guyana and, um, and Jermaine is, um, the man and he actually is biracial. His, his dad is black and his, his mom is white and they are like so dope and they have a daughter named Olivia and they are amazing and like uh, like we went out to like IHOP with them and like then me and Rihanna went over to HomeSense and the guys and um Supergirl and their daughter 
They went to like um, Funplex together. I mean, we have just been like obsessing over each other. Like we tech, we do, we group text together, and I'm like, oh my god, these are our, like our our BFF friends. I'm like because, jealous <laughs> because you know usually it's like, you, might, you might be like, oh, I like I like the you know you might like the woman, but he might not like the guy, or you he might like the guy. And you're like ah, she's all right. right. So it's like the fact that like we both like you know. Well, one, I, I like Jermaine, but I also like Rihanna and their daughter's super sweet. And so, but also, too, they're really talented. And so, what we asked them, because they're just, he, Jermaine is just too busy to take on, like, to do construction or anything, even though he's done his own house, which is gorgeous. Their house is beautiful. He did all the work himself, basically. And um, they put it on the market and it sold within 24 hours. Not even. They put it on the market and somebody bought it sight unseen, put an offer in. Oh my God! Over asking because that's just how beautiful their place is. Wow. Um, and so we asked them, well, then can you at least be like our mentors in this? And that's what they're kind of doing. They're basically consulting. Um, and so because there's so many things I don't know. Like with the older house, you really should get lead and asbestos testing. And so we did, and we found out because we did see a pipe in the basement that looked like it might be wrapped with asbestos wrapping, which is which was normal for back then, and it was. And it's not a huge deal to abate it, but obviously you have to abate it. We had that then, too. You did, right? And we had then too, a bunch of pipes downstairs. Yep, fun stuff. In, right, and then and then because the house is older too, and I don't know where the paint comes from, but we did actually have some paint on a number of like the wood because there's a lot of wood in 1920s. I don't know if it's a craftsman. I don't know like what the actual what it's called, but there's a lot of um, lead, I guess, in like whatever layers of paint underneath, and so we have to get that abated, and so that's in itself is like just a process and so um that's where we are now like hiring the abatement company and even that's a process but like getting them to put bids in to to do the work and so Jermaine and Rihanna have just been walking us through and I'm excited because she's been like I like her eye for design because I love her house and she because they're looking for a house now since they quickly sold theirs she's been walking me through um like when she goes to open houses and stuff she'll be like oh Tiffany comes I want to show you this design detail to see if you like it. So she's trying to get a feel for my style. So she actually brought me to this house, 1920s, also in Newark, around the corner from where our new house is. And the molding was dark molding. And I never, never would have thought that I would like dark molding. Um, but it was beautiful. I, I, their molding was black, which um, it's too dark for me. But I love the dark molding. And I realized that, you know, it's, I think I'm really interested in having dark molding, not black, but, but maybe not white. And so I'm just enjoying this process, even though for us it's going to be a long road. But it's nice to know that that we have um, people who are going to kind of walk us through and not let us mess up and help us interview contractors and electricians and all that stuff. And they, we won't be, my biggest worry was someone's going to get over on us. And now we're like, no, we've got our couple friend who this is what they do for a living. So you're not going to trick us. And they've you know, been through it already. Yeah, exactly. And are you guys doing any like any any major work or just a little minor stuff? Oh, oh yeah. I've been chomping at the bit to get people in to start looking at the house and giving us estimates and putting in bids and everything. But of course, no one would actually come until we had the keys to the house, which we got today. So last week, we started making appointments for tomorrow, the day after closing. And we have um, our thing is same thing. We can do, There's a couple of like just um, structural things we need to fix first so that we have to have people come in and look at the plumbing and we're probably converting to gas. So um, we have like three people in HVAC and plumbing, three different businesses coming in the morning and then in the afternoon we have three different um, architect design build type people. So 
before we do any um, structural changes, we need like the architects to come in. You probably know all this, but I didn't know that architects came first. I thought you'd get a contractor first, but yeah, I didn't know that either until like, I was like, Oh, and if you want, I can give you, cause Jermaine, he gave me, um, whether it's your architect or I don't know who's going to take, uh, so just this last weekend, we actually took measurements of every room and then you could put it into what's called a bid sheet. So I don't know, maybe your architect would do that, but I can give you, uh, the spreadsheet that Jermaine gave me because then that's the, the bid sheet is the spreadsheet that you give to the different contractors so you can compare apples to apples. Oh, so that way you can okay. say, hey, contractor, in room A, we want this, 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 and this fixed, and here are the dimensions. In room B, we want this. So I was like, oh, he said, because if not, that each contractor kind of comes in and gives a guesstimate based upon, like, what he thinks needs to be done. And this one might tell you 20000 This one might tell you 30000 But they're not bidding on the same thing. But with the bid sheet, they fill it out and line item by line item you and Enrique can look and say, you know what? We actually don't need this window done, but we do need this done. So you could take 50 off here, but add 200 here. And I'm like, oh, it's been such a learning experience. And I'm like, I've actually been taking so many notes because I know we want to start investing in real estate. So that way we know next time we have like, okay, step one, do this. Step two, do this. But I can certainly give you that that bid sheet and ask your architect, you know, like whoever you have, because they'll take measurements to um, to help you fill that out. How are you? How are you budgeting for Reno? Because I, I basically, for, first of all, I feel like I'm budgeting in the dark. We, we have a chunk of money set aside, and like I'll have some, some more money coming this summer that you know will add to the pot. But I, um, I'm really, I'm really, what do you? I'm like, I, I'm not worried, but I'm really cognizant of the fact that I want to make sure that. We are earmarking funds for renovations and we're, we're not touching emergency funds so that I don't feel like, like there's always going to be money in the bank. Um, and I guess I'm just yeah. nervous about, about, you know, getting caught up in a reno and then you're over budget, but like you still want to do some things and I'm, yeah. I'm like, it is. I'm already trying to prioritize what I want done and maybe think of things that, okay, if I had to wait, we can wait to do this until yep. later kind of stuff. And- so what we did was like, cause same thing, honestly. So I've just honestly been like saving every penny. Um, and cause we have our, our emergency fund is, is already, um, um, full, you know? So we're like, okay, we've got our six months of just in case money. But, and so I've been, and then we have like other savings here and there, but I have been putting the lion's share because I knew this was coming. You know, we looked for, for like over a year and a half for a house. So I knew this was coming. So I said, okay. I've been really stacking away and saving like crazy in our house fund. Um, and so, you know, if we got everything done, you know, it might cost us like everything, including furniture, it might cost us 75 to a hundred thousand dollars. But we are, but I, so this is one thing that I like that Jermaine told us. He said, let's, the bid sheet, we're going to put down every little thing that you think that you might like. He said, because then it becomes a line item that you can take off. And he's like, it's better to have it, even if it's just for future, like, okay, this is phase two. But he, so that's what we've been doing is just to put everything down, price it all out, and then say, okay, I really have to get the kitchen done because the kitchen is a mess. Mm-hmm. And we really have to get the master bathroom done because the master master bathroom is too small for Jarrell because, you know, he's tall. Um other than that, things can wait. We're like, okay, we want to refinish the floor. Um, but Jarrell might be able to do that himself, you know, with his friends. And Jermaine might help. And, okay, painting. Jarrell's twin brother is a master painter and has his own painting business. So we could save there. So 
as it is right now, we're just literally writing everything down. I don't even have, I don't even know what it's going to cost. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's probably going to cost in the $50,000 plus range maybe. Um, but even then, you know, I don't know. Cause I, I want to include furniture because most of our furniture now is not, doesn't fit where we're going. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I'm really, I'm excited, nervous, but not as nervous. I was really afraid before because I was like, I, I don't know how to do any of these things. And I just hear so many scary stories about contractors doing the wrong thing. But now that we kind of have like, okay, we've got our, our design and contract mentor, you know, every, anytime I have a question, you know, I hit up group chat text. Like, for example, I didn't know that when, so we got the testing for asbestos and lead and they said, yes, you have a little asbestos in the basement and you've got some lead inside the house. And then Jermaine, I was like, so what do I just call the people, new people and say, hey, fix it. And he's like, no, you have to go back to that company and say to create an, an abatement plan. And I was like, oh, okay. And so he was like, because from that plan, there should be specific specs. And from those specs, now you can then go to two or three other abatement companies and say, here's are the specific rooms in a house, the amount there is, so that way they can price it all equally. And I was like, oh, because I just would have went to like a company and been like, hey, you know, here's my basic report. And I didn't realize like, you know, having the, the plan is a, an additional cost. And I was like, oh, so there's always like something. And it's just nice to not be kind of like puttering around in the dark because honestly, it's renovations kind of scare me because I, I watch too much HGTV and I'm like, ah! So much. I had a dream about cabinetry the other night that like we were trying to take it out. It's it's a sickness. Um, I'm Okay, I love that we're in the same boat. So you just, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you. You're like a couple of months ahead of me. I'm going to hit you up. Yes. <laughs> you let me know. Oh, this is all awesome. stuff. I know. It's like, look at us growing up. When we first started the podcast, we were single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Right? And now look. Next thing you know, kids up next. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time to booster break. Booster break. Booster break. Are you gonna brown break? Or are you gonna brown boost? I got a break. Okay. Too much positivity happening right now. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta bring it down. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. So I've been in a, a a texting debate with my two besties. Um, they're my pop culture debate team. Um, and ever since Cardi B debuted her baby bump, her 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 you know, unkept secret that Cardi B is, is pregnant, but she debuted it on SNL this past Saturday. If you saw her performance. Also, by the way, Chadwick Boseman on SNL was amazing. 
Anyway, so Cardi B comes out, she's pregnant, she has a new album dropping, and all of a sudden there's all this conversation around, oh no, is Cardi B going to survive this maternity leave? Mm-hmm. Is she going to, you know, is she, does she have enough, um, is she popular enough to withstand being out of the public eye for a few months while she has this baby and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, geez, like, this is why women are afraid of telling their coworkers or their yeah. bosses that they're pregnant. Because immediately people treat you like you have a disability or, like, if you go on maternity leave for a few months, which Cardi B is not, she's not, like, an accountant. Okay, whatever. She's going to be on a gold yacht somewhere on, you know, enjoying her child. <laughs> but for the rest of us, you know, maternity leave, if you're lucky to have it, you know, 12 weeks or whatever it is, um, to go away into that fear that you have that, okay, I'm going to take this this maternity leave that I I am entitled to and, and privileged enough to have, but while I'm gone, who's going to take my job or who's going to, you know, am I going to get looked over for a promotion or a raise because people are like, oh, well, you know, she was gone for these three months. Does she really know what, if she's, if she, is she really up for the challenge? Mm. Or if you tell someone that, you know, telling them early on that you're pregnant and then them just treating you differently, like, oh, you don't, you know, you're, you're in a delicate condition. Like, you mm-hmm. can't probably handle all this work. And it made me so mad because I'm like, Cardi B, come on, she's a celebrity. She'll be, she'll be more fine. It's, it's, it just made me think about the other women um, who aren't in that position, you know, a, a, a position where they have a lot of money and a lot of fame, um, but are, you know, have regular old jobs, but deal with this kind of stigma just because they have the audacity to have a child. And I might be a little sensitive about it since I myself have been considering starting a family yeah. um, and being in my position wondering or thinking, okay, how can I set up my job right now so that when I, st- when I choose to step away, I can come back and it's, it won't be this, you know, massive, um, I don't know, this, this massive shift in how people um, respond to me in, in the workplace. Yeah, I mean, and it's so funny that you mentioned Cardi B because actually I was going to boost um, but the same thing, I was going to say, you know what, I'm going to boost Cardi B because she is so unconventional and I just, to say so, the least, I know. And, but you know what I, what I like about Cardi B is that it's very clear that she is Cardi B regardless of how anyone feels about it. And, you know, so many times, you know, and I grew up like, you know, just adhering to, um, good girl politics, you know, like don't talk too loud. Don't be too wild. You know, don't, don't, I don't know. Like, you know, just this is the, this is how good girls act. And and as a result, you know, this is what you get, you know, as the, as the prize. And Mm -hmm. it's just nice to see that, like, you know, that someone is not following that formula and is winning in her own way. And it's just nice because I, you know, I feel like, you know, it took me forever to shed and I probably haven't shed all of it. I would say probably like 80% of that, like, oh, I've got to be in this certain way in order to be respectable, in order to be, um, you know, you have to behave like a certain, like a young lady. You have to, I remember my first boyfriend would always tell me like, oh, Tiffany, you know, to really tell me that was, cause I, I am a bit wild, not like wild, like in these streets wild, but like wild, like like uninhibited and silly and loud and fun and you know and so it's just nice to see like oh wild girls can can rock out too you know and (laughs) 
you know? Hmm. And so, like, what, what would Cardi B, what would the reaction be if Cardi B worked at, like, Chase Bank? I don't know. <laughs> I know. But what I just mean is that, that she found, what I like is that she found her own lane. That, right. like, you know, that it, if you are not subdued, which is nothing wrong with that, that's just not your natural personality, it's okay that you can find a space where you can express your natural self and still be successful. And right. so it's just a, a nice departure from that because I look at, I, I don't know if you remember, do you remember, was it the Oscars where Tiffany Haddish kind of ran up to Meryl Streep? Did you see that like meme? Ran up to her? Yeah, she like like ran up to her like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh, like, I love Tiffany Haddish. Yes. She's a good example of like herself being yes, herself. And yeah. people were like, oh my gosh, she embarrassed herself. What? That was too much. Yes. And I thought to myself like, oh my goodness, this is a girl who like, she had like the most popular movie in 2017 or 18, whenever it came out. And like, she is killing it. And she used to be homeless. And this is a girl who was like raised by her grandma and her father left. I just like, I just, it's so crazy to me that people are still trying to stamp out like, Ooh, you know, you're not being respectable. Like this is, that's not how good girls act. And I'm just like, man, if you're a wild girl, know that, you know, you might not fit into normal, regular society and you might have to carve your own space out but there is success for you outside of like you know you know the 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 status quo because you know for a long time I really just held a lot back of like oh you know I don't want to be too too wild now I'm like man you can do what I want I can do what I want <laughs> you're also your own damn boss so who's going to tell you no <laughs> exactly like literally I had to tell a brand that the other day I was like uh because they were trying to pressure me into doing something and I was like um I actually said sir I don't have to follow, listen to anybody but dream catches and Jesus. And he didn't find that funny. Jesus. <laughs> he didn't find it funny. So needless to say, we're not working together. But either way, I don't care. Because I was like, sir, I don't work for you. I can do what I want. Like, you know, because what, what, like, you're not going to pay me extra money? No. I, I yeah. set up my business in a way on purpose that the people that I have to serve are the ones that pay me. And it what it means is that the better, the better I serve women like me the better my business is so I never have to worry like if I work with a brand it's because I like like it I I on purpose keep the money that I make from brands like less than 10% of my overall income so that way if I have to tell a brand to kick rocks I don't care like mm. you know my income really comes from serving women like me and so like yeah he didn't like that and I was like I don't care you know if you're not gonna do right by the dream catchers I don't care how much money you say you're gonna put in my pocket you know, so, yeah, I just want to say big ups, Cardi B and the Tiffany Haddish and, and wild girls out there everywhere. It's not an easy life, but if you can make your own way and you're willing to put in the work, there is success for you as well. I remember when we first launched Brown Ambition, I was at FinCon and I was talking to someone about our... Um, I think we had just launched or we're launching it the week after or something like that, and I mentioned the name of the show and the reaction was, you want to call it Brown Ambition? aren't you afraid of alienating some people? And I was like, nah, not afraid. <laughs> like, I think mean, that's the appeal. Of, like, we're unapologetic about who we are speaking to. I mean, everyone's invited to the table, but, you know, this is about, you know, this is about speaking to the Brown experience as a, as a woman in your career and with your finances and empowering a group of people that has been left out of a lot of those conversations. So, yeah, I mean, this Brown ambition is about is about aspirations. It's about the special kind of ambition and perseverance it takes as a brown woman um, or man 
uh, in this country to make it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think that when you're when you're honest and you're in, in who you are and presenting yourself and your message and I mean, I don't think that we've alienated anyone. I think that we've just empowered some people. But if you find that alienating, then there's something probably a little wrong. Yeah. With you. Exactly. Um, so basically, we're the Cardi B of podcasting is what I'm trying yes, to say. we can do what we like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what if she's like, is that her thing? She does like this bird call thing. <laughs> no. All right. I just sound like Chewbacca. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Moving on to some questions. Yes. I have a question for you, Brown Ambition listeners. Do you want to help us get some advertisers? We need to get at least 250 Brown Ambition listeners to fill out this short seven-question survey to help us get some ads up in the show, um, which will be amazing. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes to this really short survey. Um, it's it's through Libsyn where we host our podcast. Just fill out this really short survey. It would be a huge help. And... That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, honestly, it's literally like not even one minute. You're like, click, click, click. I kind of wish they'd ask more about our listeners. There's so many questions I want to know. Like, do you have kids? I don't know. Do you want to own a house someday? Anyway, but seven short questions. It'd be a huge help. You can find a link in the iTunes show notes, or you can go to brownambitionpodcast.com, and I'll post yeah, and I'll post it. Um, <laughs> I'll post it in the in the post for today's show. I like catching you off guard with that. Kidaka. I never know if it's coming. I, like... I know. I know. I can do it outright. That's exciting. <laughs> but now to your questions. Yes, questions. Um, I have a question from someone who wants to remain anonymous. She's a she's a science a science whiz. Um, here's here's a question. <gasps> okay. Hello, I'm a 28-year-old chemist for a small company. I have been with this company for a little over three years. Since I've been working here, I've been making slow and steady progress in my career, and I work my butt off. I have noticed since I've been here, two girls who started after me and no less than me have become leads and managers of departments at my company. I am starting to feel some type of way because one of the girls has been here less than a year and I trained her. I recently found out that both girls are good friends with the supervisor of my department. How do I handle this situation? Anonymous. Ah, Molly. Did you watch Insecure? I, yeah, I love Insecure. Did this happen on the show? Yeah, Molly found out that her, um, her co-worker guy was making like way more than her. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's like a pay thing. This is a little bit well, she doesn't mention pay. I'm assuming they probably make more than she does. But this is yeah. like two women getting hired after you and getting promoted to be the leads of the department. I would I would feel some type of way about that, too. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't have good experience with this. So I'm going to like, I mean, other than saying I probably would probably honestly be interviewing for other positions. I feel mm-hmm. like I haven't been in the workforce in so long. What say you, Mandy? Well, you know, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of like parallels to this, maybe in the entrepreneur, like if you, like if you had been working for a company for a while and you find out that two other, you know, I don't know, Penny Nista and the shopping Nista, like double, got a double, you know, offer for, for like a a sponsorship that's worth twice as much as a sponsorship you got. That that did happen. So this woman emailed me by mistake, somebody else's contract. And I said, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> so that was, I was like, yeah, so I see that XYZ is getting like double than what you guys are trying to pay me. 
So we're going to have to have a conversation before I move forward with anything. Mm-hmm. And I know they were like, gosh, darn it. It's like, whoopsie. And, yep. And so I just, honestly, I just asked. So aside from, you know, maybe looking for, I mean, unless you really love this job, but it's always good too to, to see where else you could be appreciated. I, I would, are you asking for the next level? Sometimes I feel like women um, say, I'm going to work hard and hope somebody notices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Agreed. And, you know, are you saying like, oh, so of course you want to work hard, but are you making it a point to make sure people notice and say, hey, you know, hey, John, you know, could I have a conversation with you? Bring your brag folder where you kind of list of like, you know, I've done this and this and this, and I really like working here and I really would like to take on some more responsibility. Um, I'd like to be considered for X, Y, Z. Like, I don't, you haven't said, chemist, if, um, if that's something that you've done, but it's certain something you certainly should do. Here's what... What struck me about her her question, she mentions, I've been with this company for a little over three years. Since then, I've been working here, making slow and steady progress in my career, and I work my butt off. It almost sounds to me, and you know, I, I totally get this. I mean, you think when you come into a company, you know, at the time she was 24, 25 years old, because now she's 28, she's probably thinking, okay, I'm going to pay my dues. I'm just going to keep my head down, do my work, and people will notice me, and obviously I'll get promoted, right? But other people don't always play the game that way, and sometimes that's not the best way to play it. Sometimes a squeaky wheel does get the does get the grease. Is that the expression? I'm bad at my yeah. Squeaky wheel gets I'm, the I'm, grease. I'm, no, I'm African, so I don't know. We'll, I'll mess it all up. Yeah, um, but I I agree. I think if you have to be more intentional, and you actually need to at least twice a year, you know, whether it's during your annual review or at least, you know, sometime during the year, have consistent conversations with your managers and tell them what your ambitions are. Tell them how you see yourself. You know, I want to become a leader. I want to be sure that, you know, we're on the same page and I'm on track to take on more responsibility. It's not just about doing the job that you're doing really well, but find ways to take on more responsibilities and show and demonstrate that you're hungry for more. Um, I think that, don't, you know, and I agree with Tiffany, you know, you can't wait for someone to tap you on the shoulder and be like, you, you are the one, <laughs> you know, I've, I've watched you, you're Cinderella, come take this glass slipper. Um, it won't always work that way. And I also don't want you to get too bitter about the girls who came after you and you think no less than you don't focus on them because they're not so much the problem. It's whoever tapped them on the shoulder and gave them the opportunity. I mean, maybe you should talk to them and ask them, you know, I'm really curious. I'm interested in becoming a manager someday. Would you mind grabbing a coffee and telling me about, you know, um, how you got to where you are opening that door to them? Because I mean, maybe you know, now that it, whether or not it's it feels right or whatever, it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But if they're in a leadership position now, maybe they could turn around and bring you up. You know, if you tell them that you're interested or, you know, put in a good word for you with the supervisor that they apparently know. But, you know, you kind of kind of flip it. Don't get stuck in the bitterness or feeling like you're not getting what you deserve. Um, try and try and make a positive um, make it a positive opportunity to build a relationship with them. Um, also, definitely, if you haven't yet, raise your hand, ask for a meeting with your supervisor, and mm-hmm. tell, don't even bring up the, the women who got promoted over you. Just talk about yourself and how you want that. Maybe you can vaguely say, you know, I notice other people are being recognized. I just want you to know that, um, you know, I, I, I've been working hard, and I want more out of this job, too. And then, once you've put your cards on the table, if their reaction is, nah, we have nothing for you, you know, we don't really see your potential, even that's kind of harsh. But if you get the vibe from them that 
they're not going to create that path for you or they're not going to help you push on that path, I'll show you the door. You need to start looking for other jobs. Um, Because then you look for another job and you know, okay, this is a dead end for me. And you've given them a chance to make you, you know, give you a reason to stay and they haven't you know, given you anything to, they haven't given you that reason. So you're entirely within your rights. And I think it's a smart thing to start looking for work elsewhere. Take your great work ethic and move on and possibly leverage your new move to a higher position somewhere else now that you've got a few years of experience under your belt. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, um, no, honestly, I, I think that that's perfectly stated is that try. And then if not, then you can move on knowing that you've done what you that which which all that you can do but say something you know don't wait for people to notice because oftentimes people don't absolutely i mean people you know and and it's it they may not notice and I, i'm, I'm going to talk about this later during my win but i'm going to save it they may not they may notice it but still like not they they may not they just may be too busy or too wrapped up in other things um and then once you finally raise your hand and make them notice it they will have time to look at you and say oh you're you know you're right and i have overlooked this um you know give them a give them a, the benefit of the doubt i guess by by at least and, and the respect you know to to sit them down and give them a chance to to um, recognize everything that you've been doing for them exactly good luck chemist We'll call it an anonymous <laughs> yeah. chemist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think what's the name of the, the princess from Wakanda who's like the tech girl. Oh, now I forget. Shuri. Princess Shuri. Shuri. Princess Shuri. Good, so luck, we'll call yeah. it. Good luck, Shuri. <laughs> you, you got it, girl. Okay. One more, one more question. This is a homeownership question. Tiffany, this is actually good for you. Okay. So this is from listener Arian who says, I have a question about home buying. I have been thinking about buying a home and I'm trying to learn about home buying through auctioning. Tiffany purchased her home, her home in cash through an auction and I'm wondering if there's a way to get financing for a home auction purchase. Please provide any tips or additional advice surrounding this process. Is that true you got your house through an auction site? I forget. I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, y- yes. So, if you're going to purchase an auction in person, then no. Well, you would have to bring the financing with you. So, for example, um, let's just say you're going to, you know, you're going to, because you can literally go to an auction where they're like 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Um, and so, but then you could go to your, like, say, credit union or whatever and come ready with money that you've borrowed. So you could do that way. Um, so, but typically auctions want the money up front. Now, what, however, you, whatever you did to get it, that's up to you. Um, but I have seen on some auction sites that they do allow for some uh, financing, but not often because you have to look at it this way. The auction site doesn't own the property. They are merely like the middleman. They're like eBay. You know, they don't sell the product. They're just in the middle. So they're not waiting to get paid because auction sites typically get like a percentage or a cut of the sale of the property. Um, so um, the financing probably is almost like if you buy a car and you go to your credit union and borrow all the money and then go to the dealership and say, hey, I have my own financing. So basically you're going to the dealer like you're buying with cash from the dealer, but the cash is financed from the credit union. So um, but think about it this way. Like, so, so my house um, was, you know, on the not even necessarily on the higher end um, as far as cost, but you can find auctions if you're willing to look outside of like these like because I live in Newark, which is really up and coming. It's like um, more and more business and enterprises are coming here. So so houses go for a little bit more. But I also saw things that you could get for ten thousand dollars, but they're run down. So that's what if you don't have a whole lot of cash. 
but you know you're going to have to bring some cash to the table, consider saving up like a lump sum because you can save five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars you know, you can, and then purchasing a house that needs a lot of work, and then later financing what's called a 203k loan. And mm -hmm. what that is, it's, that's a loan specifically set aside for renovations. So that loan becomes your mortgage, but really the bank uh, expects you to use that money and actually will only disseminate that money when you show them specifically how you're going to fix up this beat up house. And, um, and so that's like, for example, um, um, Superman and I are looking at a, a second property and it's just that it's beat up. It's like, you can't even go inside, but the location is amazing and it's $10,000, but the house needs to be tore down. And for that, we'll get a, a mortgage, but we'll get a 203k loan and that'll be our mortgage and we'll fix it up and we'll, we'll rent it out or we'll Airbnb it out. Um, so there are, there are ways to, to get around it if you don't have a lot of cash to put down. Um, I was just willing to put down a lot for this house because we were going to live here. And I imagine you're competing with a lot of all-cash borrowers too. So if you don't have that cash financing, you may have it may be hard to win some of exactly. these bids, right? Yeah, because think about it. I mean, if if someone came to you and said, "Hey, I really love your car. Um, I can give you installment payments," or like, you know what? I you know I have a loan, and you know, or I really love your car. Here's cash right now. Uh, cash right now is guaranteed. Right. So people tend to, you know, it's a stronger buyer that brings cash, but just know that cash properties don't have to be $200,000. You can find cash properties that are less, but you're going to, they're not going to be in like, you know, amazing condition or they might not be in this perfect uh, place. So I know a young girl, her, her mother has really taught her how to invest in. She's invested in South Jersey a lot because a lot of people are foreclosing. Um, because they're still recovering from Sandy and the, and the, and the recession, um, and houses are going for ten and fifteen thousand dollars. So she's been saving. This young woman is like not even twenty five yet and has like two properties. She's been saving. I think her 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 grandmother passed and set and set aside some money for her, and she's bought properties fairly inexpensively, and um, and you know um, fixed them up and then rented them out and then saved that money and got the next one. So um, be open to the fact that you're, you know, you're, you're probably going to have to finance one way or the other, but you can finance on the front end or you could pay a little bit of money and finance on the back end. Two or three K loans are really interesting. I'm going to post a guide to two or three K loans because we just did one recently at Magnify Money and they are a great way to, like, they're basically a renovation loan through the FHA, the Federal Housing Administration. Um, and I think they require, they don't require a huge down payment either. Um, you just have to sort of deal with the the requirements and of a two three two or three k loan. Like they kind of control which contractors you pick and yes. all this kind of stuff. So because um, you have to think about it this way, a bank is basically lending you money to fix up what is essentially they believe their property until you pay off that loan. So they're like, I hear you that you want marble floors. But in this neighborhood, we're not going to be able to recoup our money with your marble floors. We need you to fix this bathroom and fix this and do this and do that. So a bank, like two or three K loans are a little bit stricter with what you do with the money because the bank is like, they essentially need you to bring the property up to the, to the value of the two or three K loan. So that way, if you don't pay, they can take it and resell it and get their money back. Um, but yeah. But it's definitely something worth looking into, especially if you're buying like a, a super fixer up. Like you're not going to get a two or three K loan for like 10,000 bucks. Banks are not doing that. It, it would have to be, a, um, I don't remember what the cutoff is, but it has to be a, a pretty good amount of money. Like the house has to need um, a, a pretty good amount of work in order to qualify. 
Well, thank you for your question, Arian. And if you guys have more questions for us, hit us up at brandambitionpodcast.com. Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see? How am I ever going to know? Oh, that is so manipulative and mean. <laughs> um, or you can send us an email at brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Now you're waiting for it. Oh. <laughs> see you, Louise. <laughs>
Now everybody go watch Chadwick on SNL because it was yes. the best. Uh, when I say hilarious, that was hilarious. Black Jeopardy, Black Jeopardy. Yes. Oh my goodness, that was it was everything. He said, "Oh, I see now." Yes. Uh, all right, Mandra. All right, fellow homeowner. Yeah. We're back with the Reno. Keep keep us posted. I'm gonna keep you posted. Yeah. I might open my way into that group chat eventually. I'm gonna try and get an. I'm gonna try and get an invite. <laughs> right oh i didn't even say so just in case you're asked because people are going to ask me and i'm like oh please don't email me the company the um the couple their their business is called um blue blu blue home home design and development they're, they're on twitter and no instagram blue home and design and development because last time i mentioned them so many people hit me up and i was like oh i can't answer everyone back and people were mad at me so just in case you want to follow them on um because they're going to be like posting our pictures and stuff so if you want to kind of see like our journey blue home design and development awesome all right onward wakanda forever yes wakanda forever <laughs>